Welcome to the Financial Flight Plan with Tim Estes and Bree Reyes. When it comes to your financial future, we believe the sky is the limit. We'll give you the proper tools to keep your engine <clears throat> portfolio running smoothly. Let us pilot the answers to some of your toughest financial issues. The Financial Flight Plan starts now. Well, hello and welcome in to the Financial Flight Plan Podcast. Glad to have you on the show today. I'm Ben George alongside Bree Reyes. She's an investor coach and certified financial planner at Estes Financial Services there in Fort Worth. Bree, welcome in. How are you today? Hey, Ben, doing fabulous today. Love doing you. fabulous today. It is, it's starting to feel like spring. The kids are out of school next week for spring break. Nate just finished his sender or his fairy tale unit at school okay. they did fairy tale math and they did fairy tale pe and they did fairy tale reading and then it culminated in his acting debut in the retelling of cinderella oh wow how'd that go terrible <laughs> <laughs> um he hated every second of it. We had drilled his little part. We'd memorized his little part. He got up there. He got on the stage. I think the problem is I don't think they rehearsed enough on the stage. He got up there on the stage and he just completely forgot his part. Really? Completely. <laughs> so then he kept looking at the teacher going, line, what do I say now? What do I say now? Then um, the songs happened. They sang Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. And then they sang some other song from another Disney princess movie that wasn't actually Cinderella, which was why I was a little confused why I was even there. Yeah. And he knew none of the words, none of them. <laughs> and then they did a waltz. They had these kindergartners waltz with each other. And my poor, well, poor Olivia, Nate's partner, I really feel for her in the dance. Um, she kept grabbing his hand and shoving it on her waist and making him <laughs> with her. My child, if the floor could have opened up, he totally, totally would have jumped in the hole. Oh, man. So so his acting debut has happened. And I can tell you, I do not think we have a thespian in the making. Who knows? <laughs> he, may, he may come around later on. But as of right this very second, I am not worried about a future on Broadway for this child. <laughs> And the worst part was they didn't tell us. The parents, I had no idea what was happening during this thing. All we had was the paragraph he needed to memorize, which we drilled into him. But what, yeah. I mean, what was I supposed to do to prepare for stage fright? Right. You know, you right. could something you kind of have to work through. So, uh, yeah, it happened. It was wonderful. I, mom and dad were there. So commander Estes himself, my, our, our CEO of our firm. Yeah. I was there, my in-law, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, unfortunately couldn't make it. He had to tell him, you know, he had some family stuff going on with his parents. So, mm -hmm. but we recorded it for him. But I think we laughed the most out of everybody else there. <laughs> so you said you got video of it? I have video. Of it. That's great. Hold on. I have photos one. and video and they may end up on the Estes Financial Services Facebook page just because it is, I have never seen my child's pretty happy-go-lucky, pretty up for anything. Apparently, that's not it. Yeah. That is the thing he's not up for. <laughs> hey, it's glad you find out early, right? Oh, man. I don't blame him. It just it cracked me up. Because if he, I like waltzing. So if he had said, hey, I need to learn to waltz, or I need to practice my waltz, or hey, can you practice the waltz at home with your kids? 
I would have been up for it in a heartbeat, but when nobody tells me about it, I just move on. And um, yeah, apparently that was not the thing to do. That's funny. That's great. Always great hearing the Nate stories. He's always up to something. So the acting debut. precocious little child. Absolutely. Yes, he is. Well, look, today on the show, uh, I want to talk to you about retirement expenses and uh, things that people uh, sometimes forget to plan for. And if you don't plan for these, obviously they can really kind of put you in a vulnerable position in retirement. And uh, we want to kind of make you aware of them and just talk about some strategies to help you plan for these expenses. And, you know, the ultimate goal is to help you have a secure or get you in a position to have a secure and comfortable retirement. And again, if you have questions for us today, we'd love to hear from you. You can always start that conversation with Bree by going to estesfinancial.net or by calling 817-444-8402. Um, first expense I've got here, Bree, is medical. And we're all aware of how expensive medical is. And it's outpaced just about, I mean, I think everything, right, in terms of cost uh, increases and inflation over the last, uh, I don't know, decade plus. But I think the hardest part is you just don't know what you're going to need, right? So it's so hard to plan for that. Well, it's hard to plan for medical. Ex- I mean, first of all, don't we all wish we could be healthy forever? Yes. We don't know what we're we're going to spend. I mean, the av- the estimates say that the average person retiring now is going to spend between two hundred and two hundred fifty thousand dollars on medical expenses during retirement. And yeah, that seems outrageous and insane. Mm-hmm. The good news is you're not typically spending it on one procedure. <laughs> So you don't need $250,000 right this second to pay for it, but it's got to be part of your budget. And dental expenses, shockingly, often um, take people by surprise. And dental expenses are not covered by Medicare. A lot of people don't know that. And um, there have been studies that have shown that uh, the better health you take care of your teeth, the better health your body. Will, it, 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 there's, there's a correlation between teeth health and just general overall well-being. Um, I'm not exactly sure that correlation. I am not a doctor, but I've read a couple of studies on this. And let's put it this way. They get me to the dentist all the time, and I'm afraid of the dentist. So <laughs> I'm willing to do it. Everybody needs to do it. But medical expenses are huge. The other thing, I had somebody call the other day and, that, and figure out, oh, wait a second. I'm going to pay for Medicare. I ha- First of all, I have the question of, I have to pay for this? Mm-hmm. Because didn't they, isn't that what we've already paid for? No, we've paid for part A. There are there are multiple parts of Medicare. And the biggest one you got to pay for is part B. So first of all, there's not a lot of people out there that know to even pay for part. They're going to have to pay for part B. The second of all thing that most people don't know is part B doesn't cover everything either. So we need a drug plan or Medicare gap plan or, or a Medicare Advantage plan or use their health and their their employer's plan as a supplement. A lot of federal employees do that. And that's a great option. They've got all kinds of things you can do there. It's Medicare is very, very, very confusing. And then we've got drugs and they're just bloody expensive. They just are. I mean, my migraine medication without my health insurance would cost more than my mortgage every quarter. And to Mm -hmm. me, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. And so it's important. All of these things are the reason it's important. We keep our medical expenses in retirement. So when I look at, when I'm looking and doing financial plans for people, I'll actually raise Medicare expenses or medical expenses in retirement, that category. It will have a different inflationary number than the regular inflationary number. And the reason being is eh, even premiums. I mean, even our, our employee premium tends to outpace inflation. So we've got to be prepared for that. 
Have to be. It's just so much, and it adds up so quickly. Um, so you got to be prepared. That's number one on our list. Now, travel's uh, second, and you might hear travel and think, "Well, uh, yeah, of course, I'm planning for travel. I've, I want to visit these places and go see this and that." But beyond that, there's some unexpected travel that often pops up, right? And there's a lot of unexpected travel that often pops up. It is family commitments that aren't taking place where you thought they would be taking place. It is. And, and we've dealt with this a lot in, in the Estes family, but funerals, um, weddings, mom and dad are always going to a wedding. Um, they are, they are, they travel more for weddings. Um, mom's fully retired. Dad is, dad still works here, but he's got a flexible schedule, we'll put it this way. Um, and they're, they're gone right now. Hey, I don't know where they are. I just know they're gone right now. They seem to travel more now than they did when, when she were, when they worked for airlines. So um, unexpected travel is a huge one. And I'm seeing this a lot with my in-laws too, is unexpected travel because they're taking care of, I mentioned my father-in-law had to miss Nate's acting debut. Well, that's because he was headed down to the ranch, the family ranch outside of Austin to take care of his parents for the weekend. Hmm. And he's been doing that about every other weekend for the last couple of years. So not only is that at the cost of car maintenance, I mean, because that's not a it's not a quick drive for us. There's maintenance, there's gas, there's the hotel room when he's down there, there's all the things. I mean, all of this adds up and it adds up into your budget. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So think about that. Uh, there will be a additional travel beyond what you what you want to do for yourself and maybe with your spouse or loved ones uh, in retirement. Now you mentioned taking care of. Uh, family, right during that that last answer, and that's kind of the next thing. We're we're in a position now where a lot of retirees are are, in, are having to take care of not only their parents but also their children because you know more and more children are getting out of college and having trouble in the workforce, just finding jobs and kind of just finding their career and needing that financial assistance. So you're kind of caught on both sides, oftentimes now too. Right, it's the true sandwich generation. Your your children are um, exiting university going maybe going into the workforce maybe something has happened in their family they're getting divorced uh i i see that happen a lot too um and so they're they're kind of rebounding they're coming they're coming back for a hot minute and some love for mom and dad and some snuggles but you know what that adds to your bottom line and even if they're all living with you and you're just helping them out here and there it's still adding to your bottom line it's cutting into your budget it's an expense for you the other thing is taking care of your parents. Some we're, like I said, we're seeing this in the in the Reyes family. I'm seeing this in more and more families. Of okay, it's what my dad has always called the zombie apocalypse. It, we're, we're more and more people are develop, developing dementia, either of the Alzheimer's persuasion or or other types of dementia, and they need more and more care. And the care is just astronomical. And a lot of people haven't put plans in place early when they were healthy to deal with this care. And this is not something Medicare, um, Medicare takes care of. And, and it's, it's expensive. And so what, you know, parents are needing more care and we're not living all in one home anymore with multiple generations. Thank goodness. Some days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love my parents. <laughs> 45 minutes away. 40 minutes away now. <laughs> they are great and wonderful. And they love me 40 minutes away. But if something, God forbid, happened to my dad now, I know we would have to do something. I know their house is too big for mom by herself. 
I know that she would need somebody to be by her to get her through the grief. And that would, that would definitely hit my bottom line. So it's just something to think about. I mean, do you almost have to approach that? Like you approach your medical expenses, like you kind of have to factor it in knowing that there's a good chance it's going to happen. You just don't know to what extent. I think so. I mean, I, I joke around with my husband because we have, he comes from a very traditional family, two parents, two sons moving on. I come from the traditional American family. I have, a biological mother, a biological father, a bonus dad, if you will. That's that's Tim. That's my business partner. Um, a bonus mom, if you will. My stepmother, who was in my life, was my stepmother for 20 years or so. And then my biological father's new current wife. So and I'm the child that tends to be local or close or easy to get a hold of. <laughs> So I feel that weight and that pressure of those six or seven individuals at all times of, mm-hmm. oh, my God, if they get older, that's a lot for me to, to, to shoulder. Now, luckily, I have siblings. They're just not here locally. They're in Virginia. They're in Colorado. They're in Chicago. They're in St. Paul. And so it, it, it does. I'm worried about how that might affect our finances in the future and not really our finances, just more. I'm going to have to clone myself. <laughs> 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 Let me know if you. I'm gonna that have out. to clone myself. You know, we bought the new house, but it only has one guest room, and there's a reason for that. Fish and guests think after three days. <laughs> so again, that's that's another one that's so so uh, tough to plan for. But you know, there's probably a good chance that you're gonna need money to uh, to help cover that. So uh, we're halfway through our retirement expenses that many people are forgetting to plan for. Taxes is next up. We know taxes. We're gonna be paying them in retirement. That's not exactly what we're talking about here. It's just where are we headed with taxes and tax rates, you know, and and are you prepared for that hike that seems to be likely on the horizon? Ben, you're assuming people know they're going to have to pay taxes in retirement. (laughs) Did I go too far with that? I'm on the ground. (laughs) Yeah, that was way too much of an assumption. I'm on the ground. I had to break a woman's heart the other day that, no, part of your social security might be taxed. Oh, man. She argued with me till she was blue in the face and we, we pulled it up on the social security website and she was like, oh, she thought her pension was tax free. She thought her social security was tax free. I mean, this oh, woman had it land out and I had to break her heart and I felt terrible about it. But if I didn't do it, she was going to be in for a rude awakening later on. Right. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, taxes. We had what is colloquially referred to as the Trump tax cuts, but what is correctly known as the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act tax cuts happened not that long ago. And they sunset in 2025, unless Congress chooses to do something. And considering not to be political, not to get on a soapbox, I'm a libertarian, I really don't care what everybody's political parties are, but just seeing how many votes it took to get a speaker and just how angry everyone is currently with each other, Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to be able to get along well enough to keep these tax cuts in place. Heck, I don't think they can get along well enough to just be in the same room together. And that's both sides of the aisle. So um, without that vote, every economist I'm talking to, every CPA I'm talking to is telling, and and we are all seeing, saying the same thing, expect higher taxes in retirement. Mm-hmm. This is no, We're not going to wake up and be in a lower tax bracket. I mean, yeah, you may be making less money than you did when you were working, but the tax brackets are going to go up. So there you go. Yeah. And you're, I mean, and if you have required minimum distributions, which yes, they just kicked the can down the road on that one, 
But if you have required minimum distributions, that's money coming in that you can't do a darn thing about. That's taxable income coming to you. Mm-hmm. So it's just something to think about. Yeah, that's it does surprise me a little bit that people would not just not be aware at all of some of the tax uh, obligations they'll have in retirement, like you just said. Uh, that that does. Oh, I've me. met people that have four hundred one k's that they think that means they're going to get four hundred and one thousand dollars when they go to retire. Stop it! Really? The problem with this country fundamentally is we don't teach mm-hmm. common sense stuff in schools. And right. now I'm done. I'm off my soap. Right. Sorry. Sorry for opening that door. But it, I but, mean, I mean it, it, we don't teach how to we don't teach how to, you know, write a check anymore. We don't teach that. Sorry. We, pensions really don't no longer exist. This is on you to figure this out. Yeah. And I think we're seeing the, the, the result of that. Right. With so many people falling behind in terms of retirement. Uh, but again, oh, yeah, it's it's, it's you know, I, I had this conversation with my doctor the other day. We, we also don't teach what's the difference between an HMO and a PPO. Right. And, and how do you know if you have good health insurance versus bad health insurance? And really, yeah. what is it, you know, out of pocket maximum for the year versus deductible mean? These are all things that should have been taught to us early instead of us Googling later on or when my doctor goes, hey, your health insurance is really good. And I'm like, oh, wow, it's expensive. Why? Why is it good? Yeah. Well, I think it's it's part education and part like it almost feels like it's intended to confuse you, right? To make it more difficult exactly. for you to sort through. So anyway, different soapbox altogether. But, uh, you know, that's again, why we do this podcast uh, is to help educate people and, and make you aware of these things. So I'm glad that you are listening to today's show. All right. A couple more here. Uh, maintenance and repair. We know uh, we, we well, we don't know. Uh, I'm going to stop assuming that now, Bree. Um, <laughs> expenses, are gonna, <laughs> expenses are going to pop up in retirement, whether it be got to get a new car, got to fix a car, home improvement projects pop up all the time. And usually when they do, it seems like they all happen at the same time. So how do you, uh, how do you factor in these, these, this maintenance and repair category? Oh God, do we have to talk about home repair? I'm in the middle of one. Um, you just moved, right? Yeah, but we're taking our old house and we're turning it into uh, a rental property right. and it has right. become the money pit of my life. <laughs> um, my husband's over there right now and I'm getting texts left and right about things the contractor didn't do. Oh, you got to set some money aside for the stuff. Um, there's a couple of things that I like to remind. <laughs> I am such an Eeyore sometimes, but there's a couple of things I need to remind retirees. First of all, you may have paid off your home. That doesn't mean you're not going to have to pay property taxes again for the rest of your life. I had people that just assume that once the house is paid off, the property taxes stop. Right. No. (laughs) Hmm. No. And if you don't pay them, the state can take your house, even though it's paid off. So, like, we need to pay these property taxes. Um, We got to think. I mean, I live in North Texas. Every few years, we get a nasty, nasty hailstorm, usually in May, April or May, sometimes March. So we got to be prepared. We've got to have, you know, cash sitting aside for a new roof. Cars. Cars do not last forever. They are not made to last forever. And quite frankly, I think they are made to last as long as you pay them and then immediately break. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things. Yeah. So we've got to be prepared for that. Um, stuff, HVAC, water heater, all the things need to keep emergency money on the side, even as a retiree. And I would say maybe a little bit more as a retiree. Yeah, it's it's, it's got to happen. It's it, you know it's, you know it's coming. You know it's coming. So you got to be prepared. All right, last one, and this one maybe um, people were forgetting to plan for maybe over the last ten years, but probably not uh, in this current environment we're in. But that's inflation, and even when we're not in this uh, period of of record high inflation that we've been in, it seems over the past year or so, you know, inflation you might not notice it year to year, but it's going to be there always. Mm-hmm. 
I've argued until I was blue in the face with some people about the fact that inflation's existed the last few years. Um, I met a, a, a fellow financial advisor who was modeling 2% inflation in his financial plans. And I thought he was insane because no way. It, it, no, inflation is here. Uh, it may not be here to stay as high as record inflation. A couple of really wonderful economists I follow told me about a 3.5% or 3.3% inflation rate, somewhere in there, 3.3, 3.5. Great place to, to project moving forward, but we need to factor in inflation in retirement plans. And I think that people are starting to realize that. The last few years we've had in rates incredibly low for a long time. I mean, artificially low is what I'm going to, is what I'm going to say. And that might be a little bit of a sore spot for some people. But the 30-year mortgage, the average historical interest rate for the 30-year mortgage from 1971 to 2023, um, from I think it's Freddie May. I was looking at this yesterday. It was uh, over 7%. So it's it tells me that it has been more expensive in the past to buy homes before. Yeah, Humans? Humans are terrible at a couple of things. And I talk about this all the time. But um, we're not really disciplined. If we were, we would all eat what we needed to do. And we wouldn't, ha you know, we'd all take the medication. We wouldn't need the medication. We wouldn't need the diet plans. We wouldn't need that. Well, we'd need some of it still. But it, it, it would be a little bit of a better place. We would save the money we know we need to save. We would do all the things that we think we need to do. Um, and we just don't. We also have a really short-term memory. It's very much what it, you know, what have you done for me lately type of situation. But the historical 30 year mortgage rates between 1971 and 2023, ah, I was right. Average rate since 1971, 7.75%. Hmm. So, yeah, if you've got a three and you locked into the three, congratulations, you won, you won a lottery. But let's stop assuming that three is average. Yeah. I wish it was average. Be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I bought, a, I bought a house last year at a five. So trust me, I'd like it to go back down to three, yeah, too, so yeah. I could refinance. But in the meantime, I have to know that 7.75% is average. My five's looking good now. Yep. That's See, sure there's is. a bright side of things, even when I am an Eeyore. <laughs> you got to have, yeah, you got to be realistic about things. It's, it's, it's what's important. And, and people want to have honest conversations when it comes with their money and not just uh, hear what they, they want to hear. So it's important to, to present it that way. All right. Um, so look, these are just some of the retirement expenses. If you haven't covered these or haven't planned for these and, and want to do so, or just want to kind of make sure that, hey, I did get this right in my planning, you can always reach out to ssfinancial.net. Uh, Bree and Tim will be happy to help you. You can call 817-444-8402 and do that. But also, you know, the other resource besides this podcast and, and their services that they offer is the financial flight plan book. Yes, I love it because it's very similar to what we just talked about. It's a lot of different things that you forget going into retirement. Um, and it's something that we offer all of listeners of the podcast complimentary. Reach out 817-444-8402. Ask for it. Um, you'll just give us some basic information, uh, name, address, so we can send you the book, phone number, so we can call you and make sure you got it. Or shoot us an email, info, I-N-F-O at Estes Financial, E-S-T-E-S-F-I-N-A-N-C-I-A-L dot net. And we'll get it over to you. And the best part about it, um, 
it's written not in financial jargon, which I don't like speaking. It's written for investors out there. Right. That's important. All right. Let's transition now to a little getting to know you question for Brie Reyes. We do it every episode to find out more about her away from the office. This week's question, Brie, what's the worst haircut you've ever had? Oh, God, Ben. It's all over <laughs> our office, too. I hate this. So um, I got out of that relationship early in my career at Raymond James, and my boyfriend had told me he hated my ex and told me he hated redheads. So I dyed my hair red. <laughs> and my hair was cut a little shorter, and my hair is naturally wavy, curly. So when it's cut a little short, it was, yeah, yes. I look, my, my nephew asked me one time why I went for the Ronald McDonald hut cut. Oh, wow. <laughs> and the problem was with this, in my infinite wisdom, <laughs> I was writing for the Fort Worth Business Press a lot at the time. I got my 40 under 40 at that time. So there's a lot of photos of me in the media with this Ronald McDonald haircut. And it's in our office. Come on by, take a look at the photo. You can laugh. I laugh too. But yeah. That is that was my worst haircut, and it is everywhere, and it haunts me to this day. And thank God I broke up with him. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you, 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 did you get rid of all the pictures? You still have some. Oh no, they're up in my office. Oh, you have because we okay. have we have framed the articles that I wrote. So in our conference room, every time I walk in there, I get <laughs> I'm bombarded with photos of me looking like Ronald McDonald. Oh wow, I'll have to look that up. Is it's got to be on the internet somewhere too, then, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. Right. Yes, it is. Uh, that's great. All right. Well, thanks for sharing. You're always open and honest, and we do appreciate that. All right. Let's close out today's episode of the Financial Flight Plan Podcast with a question that came into the show. This week's question is from Claire, who asked, Brie, I'm supposed to retire next month, but I haven't done any planning at all yet. I just realized that I still need to figure out my social security options, pension options, Medicare options, as well as what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Should I push my retirement date back until I figure this stuff out? Ooh, can you push your retirement date back while you figure this stuff out? Can you possibly stay there a little longer just to kind of figure some stuff out? Unfortunately, Claire, you are not in a unique position. And I hate saying this, but most people spend more time planning their vacations than they do planning their retirement. These are all things that you definitely should figure out before you pull the trigger officially. And the best thing you can do is call a couple certified financial planners and see if they will help you with some of these decisions, walk you through some of these decisions, or at least talk to you and educate you on them. Because one meeting with a, with a financial planner and always a CFP, one meeting with a, a financial planner and they may be able to help you and tell you, okay, yeah, you are in way better of a position than you think you are. Or, oh my God, have you thought about this, this, and this? And you would much, much rather, especially if you like your job, stick there than try to start finding a job after you've retired. So I would tell you, if you can pull your package or pull your retirement paperwork for a second and maybe take some time and figure out everything that's going on first before you do something that is potentially permanent. Right. So important to get those things in order um, to know exactly where you stand. So thanks for, for asking. We appreciate the question, Claire. And uh, if you have one for us, please send it in ssfinancial.net. You can also connect 
with Bree on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever uh, method you prefer. And the phone call is just right there as well, 817-444-8402 to get in touch with Estes Financial Services. All right, Bree, we'll close it out on that note. A lot to think about in terms of retirement expenses and hopefully this put some things on people's radar. We appreciate it. Well, everyone listening, go out and lead an abundant life.